All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today for Night Foods Investor Conference Call today, Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. I'll be joined in a moment by Sean Folkson, that's Night Foods CEO. But before we begin this call, let me read this statement regarding forward-looking statements. This call may contain forward-looking statements, statement made on this call, which are not purely historical including but not limited to statements that contain words such as will, believes, plans, anticipates, expects, and estimates are forward-looking statements and include any statements regarding beliefs, plans, expectations, or intentions regarding the future, including but not limited to sales, projections, potential customers, any products sold, or cash flow from operations. Now, Night Food is traded under the ticker symbol NGTF for a full forward-looking statement disclosure. Go to the bottom of every press release using that ticker symbol NGTF or simply go to sec.gov pull up the company by its name and you can find the full forward-looking statement disclosure. I'm joined, as I mentioned, once again by Night Foods CEO, Sean Folkson. Sean, I'm going to ha- turn the call over to you now for your opening statements. And then listeners, please stay tuned. We will be doing a question and answer section after that. Sean, the f- call is yours. Thank you so much, Stuart. And thanks to everybody here for taking the time to join us on this call. It's been a very exciting few weeks for night food, and we scheduled this call to take place during sleep week because we expected this would be a time for some exciting announcements for our company. And I'll provide some operational updates. Uh, We'll discuss recent developments. And like you said, Stuart, we'll answer some questions. But before doing that, I'm sure we have many people on the call that are relatively new to the night food story. So we're going to provide a brief overview of the bigger picture. And a sleep survey released just last month confirmed what I've been sharing for years, and and we've seen data like this over the years, Uh, but this study uh, from last month shows that almost everybody snacks at night. So this Sleep Foundation study reported that 93% of American adults snack at least one night a week, and that the average American adult snacks before bed 3.9 times per week. 3.9 times per week. So we know that humans are hardwired to biologically crave excess calories at night. This is an outdated survival mechanism. And now as modern humans, it works against us. Willpower is weakest at night. We have easy access to unhealthy calorie dense foods and so many people give in. And the result is that most of us are reaching for snacks that are not only unhealthy, but that can also impair sleep quality. And Americans combined to now spend over $60 billion annually on snacks consumed between dinner and bed. And the most popular choices we know are cookies, chips, ice cream, and candy. And with streaming video and nonstop social media feeds, many people are staying up later now than ever, which results in even more nighttime snacking. And again, because these cravings are hardwired, it seems like a safe bet to believe that this snacking will never go away, and therefore this is a big problem that requires a solution. We know nutrition impacts sleep, and so many nighttime snackers report feeling guilty about what they're eating at night, and as a result, many snack industry experts believe there's a significant opportunity in solving this problem for the consumer. And when you identify a consumer problem that's not currently being solved, what you've really done is you've identified a potential new consumer category. 
And we believe that this category, the category of nighttime snacks, is inevitable. And when you combine these human hardwired biological cravings with the megatrends of wellness, nutrition, and sleep, it makes a powerful case for this category coming into existence. And in fact, we believe some of the largest food and beverage companies in the world also see significant opportunity in solving this consumer problem. And in recent years, we've seen product launches by food giants like Nestle, Pepsi, and Post Holdings related to nighttime and sleep-related nutrition. But night food is the pioneer, and I view us as the leader. And after years of hard work, I believe we've cracked the code on how to bring this category to life. And everybody following our story knows that we have not been keeping this a secret. Uh, it's all about widespread hotel distribution, hotel distribution in lobby shops and as amenities. That's our key. And our vision is for every hotel that sells ice cream pints to sell night food ice cream pints, along with whatever other brands they have. For every hotel that sells cookies to have night food cookies in with the Chips Ahoy and, you know, the Oreos. And every hotel that sells chips, likewise, have night food chips along with the other chips. Now. Hotel distribution doesn't only project to be more profitable than supermarket distribution for us, but impulsify impulse point point of sale data indicates that distribution in hotels enables night food to compete very favorably against leading brands. We sold across a six month uh, time frame across 30 hotels that had impulsify data reporting from it. We were head-to-head -head with Haagen-Dazs in those 30 hotels, and we sold almost 40% of the pints across the six months from July 1st to December 31st, despite night food being the more expensive product on average. And we think that proves that hotels are a battleground where our sleep-friendly snacks have a distinct and unique competitive advantage in the eyes of the consumer. And so our vision is to expand night food broadly through hotels nationwide and across multiple snack formats driving awareness, driving trial, driving profitability, and most importantly, driving the creation of an entirely new category of snacks while establishing and cementing night food as the undisputed category leader. Because when that consumer goes into the lobby shop across any of the major hotel chains, we want them to see a billboard of night food products, cookies, chips, candy, ice cream, all the most popular nighttime snack formats. And that kind of distribution in the most trusted hotel chains in the world, we believe would serve as a de facto endorsement by the entire hotel industry, first, that what you eat before bed matters, and that night food is the brand to trust if you're going to be snacking at night. From there, we believe the brand can powerfully be extended into mainstream retail, maintaining strong margins and a dominant category position. So that's our game plan. We know it's a big vision. And we think there's tremendous opportunity and upside for our shareholders if we succeed. Now, it was understood from early on that the hotel launch we're undertaking would have multiple phases. And the first phase was us working with hotel leaders behind the scenes towards the idea that they should have sleep-friendly snacks for their guests. And some of that impetus came from us. Some of it came internally from the hotels wanting to do right by their guests and create a more powerful brand alignment. But phase one is characterized by interest and enthusiasm and curiosity, but without the urgency. 
right? During phase one, we found some enthusiastic hotel personnel mixed with some cautious personnel, mixed with some curious personnel and drawn out testing, decision-making, COVID delays, and then changes in timelines and personnel in some cases, which delayed things. And we've been in phase one for a long time, definitely longer than we expected. In fact, our first hotel test with a global hotel company started over two years ago in February of 2021. Now, I always believed phase two would start the day we're able to go public with our first distribution relationship with a major hotel company that we could identify by name. I believed all along that phase two would be very different from phase one because now in phase two, the industry is selling itself. So yesterday, in my eyes, the hotel industry officially received notice, notice from within and from one of their own, that it's time for them to upgrade the snacks they make available for their guests. Now that we're in phase two, I expect an increase in urgency that simply did not and really could not exist in phase one. And I believe that with each new hotel distribution relationship, we'll see an increase in that level of urgency. And yesterday, after almost two years of delays, night food finally entered phase two of our national hotel rollout. We announced yesterday that Sonesta Hotels Corporation, the eighth largest hotel company in the United States, and a global hotel company with over 1,200 hotels across 17 brands across eight countries, is adding night food into three of their chains, comprising approximately 160 managed hotels. Now, Sonesta prides itself on being ahead of the trends. Their tagline on their website says, quote, we don't wait for the future, we create it. And so we absolutely believe that Sonesta is creating the future. In this case, that's the future of sleep-friendly night, uh, nighttime snacks in hotel lobby shops. And the leaders and the executives at Sonesta are excited about being able to solve this problem for their guests and offer night food as a solution. And we commend Sonesta for taking a leadership position. And there are executives at some of the other large hotel chains that we're working with that we believe and know see the same future for hotel snacking that Sonesta is now executing. And we think all hotel executives, those individuals responsible for keeping brand promises to hotel guests and to shareholders should view their snack offerings in the same way. And as with our initial launch of night food ice cream, we think the media will find sleep-friendly ice cream and cookies and sleep-friendly snacks in hotels to be inherently interesting. And we started to receive media interest uh, in the Sinesta launch, and we expect more as we continue to expand our rollout. And now that Sinesta has taken that first critical step, launching our ice cream across three of their chains here during Sleep Awareness Week 2023, and word is getting out in the media, we expect other hotels to begin to evaluate and really re-evaluate their current snack offerings and how the snacks they have in their lobby shop uh, align or don't align with the positioning of their extremely valuable hotel brands. Now, wellness has become a major focus among travelers and the hospitality industry in general. We've seen many large hotel companies publicly talking about their commitments to guest wellness. And we believe those companies will now begin to take action to make sure their brands are in alignment. And that means having more wellness-focused options available for the modern wellness-conscious traveler. And we believe that as more travelers see and buy and try night food in lobby shops, they'll expect it more, just like 
there's always a pot of decaf next to the pot of regular coffee. And we also believe that hotels that don't have appropriate nighttime snacks could lose points in the eyes of those wellness conscious uh, travelers. And, and that's where the urgency comes from. And we've seen it before in the hotel industry. Anybody out there can Google hotel bed wars, just those three words, hotel bed wars. You'll see great articles from the New York Times and Chicago Tribune about what happened approximately 20 years ago after one chain, Weston, introduced an upgraded bed in their hotels. And over the next few years, all the major hotel brands across the country proceeded to spend literally billions upgrading beds in a game and a race that was part one upsmanship and partly just keeping up with the Joneses. So similar to the hotel bed wars, where upgraded beds became an expectation, we believe night food can become an expectation and become a hotel industry standard. Because when it comes to nighttime snacking, hotels now finally have more to think about than just their guests and the well-being of their guests. They now also need to think about what the competition is doing. And we believe as more hotels start to add night food, both in their shops and potentially as amenities, the pressure on the remaining later adopters will increase, which we believe will greatly increase the speed of adoption and really the speed of our rollout. And I think that the difference between phase one and phase two should not be underestimated. And phase two started yesterday. In other major news, our hotel amenity test that we announced in December, that started today. The chain that is conducting the test is part of a global hotel company that has over 5,000 locations in the United States. They're giving out a full-size 25-gram night food, primetime chocolate chip cookie to each guest at check-in. And there's, there's just under a dozen hotels participating in the test, which is expected to last approximately one month. The hotel will be gathering feedback to see if guests like the idea of a sleep-friendly snack at check-in and if they like the cookies. And if successful, we would expect the amenity program to start as early as June or July, but we understand that it might occur on a different timeline. We're under a confidentiality agreement, uh, so we're limited in terms of what we can share right now, uh, and we don't know when we'll be approved to share more details publicly. It could be during the test. It could be upon completion when we know if it's a success. And it could be upon launch, assuming a successful test. I will point out that the executives at this chain are excited about being able to tell the world that they're doing more for their guests by offering sleep-friendly night food. And they believe that it'll be good for their brand because, again, it shows attention to detail and uh, a commitment to guest sleep and guest wellness. And as an amenity, the hotels will be buying night food cookies and giving them away to guests. So securing the cookie amenity deal projects to deliver the revenue and profit equivalent of having our ice cream for sale in thousands of hotels. And it also projects to having thousands of consumers every day being handed a night food cookie that was purchased by their hotel for their benefit. So in addition to the revenue and the profits expected to come from this kind of a partnership, there's a tremendous awareness and exposure component, both for our products and for our company. Now, another exciting development is the airline test, which we also announced in December. It's expected to start in about three weeks. Again, this is night food cookies as an amenity on an international airline. Uh, the airline plans to test night food on all their flights along a certain international route, that being from Miami to a major European destination. Uh, we're looking forward to providing more details on this test when we can. 
uh, it is scheduled to start as of now on April 3rd. Um, look, I like the potential of the airline opportunity as a secondary channel, but I want to be clear that it is secondary. And our primary focus is hotels, hotels, hotels. We believe having night food snacks in various formats in 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 hotels will set the table for major retail expansion and position us as a possible acquisition target for global food and beverage companies that want to dominate the nighttime snack occasion. And wellness is a major movement in hospitality. Hotels sell sleep and night food is proving to be a strong seller against the household brands in the hotels where night food is available. And now the first major global hotel company is proudly and publicly letting the world know that they added sleep friendly snacks, night food sleep friendly snacks as part again, of a corporate level commitment to guest sleep and guest wellness. And so I welcome all shareholders to phase two. And with that, Stuart, I know we had a lot of questions, so let's get to those if we can. Sounds good. Thank you, Sean. The first question comes from Sam, who asks whether the company will turn profitable in the event the current hotel test and airline test are positive and they place ongoing orders. Yeah, so before answering this, I do want to make it clear to everybody listening that our focus is on category creation and category control and not on short-term profitability. So to me, whether we attain profitability from any one initiative or in any one month or quarter at this point is incidental to the real value we're working to create for our shareholders. So the amenity launch, based on projections we received, would result in hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in monthly revenue. And those projections would have us just about at break even, assuming a positive hotel test that led to night food as, a, as an amenity for all guests at check-in. Now, there's many variables to get to that pro projection and changes to any of them uh, could change the profitability projections. For example, should the chain uh, decide to make night food available as an amenity only for their rewards club members, it would be about half the number of cookies. So that would still project to six figures in monthly revenue, but we would be further from that break-even point. Now, the airline opportunity, again, is secondary, but regular airline orders would certainly further contribute towards profitability. And I want to point out that this hotel chain that we're testing with, they already provide an amenity to guests at check-in. So night food is not an incremental, it's not a new line item or an incremental cost. We'd simply be replacing what's already being paid for by the hotel and handed out to their guests. Now, another key factor towards short-term profitability is the average order size of our frozen items, right? As we mentioned in our most recent 10Q, average order sizes from the distributor for our pints are currently partial pallets. And this results in shipping costs that are relatively high uh, when compared to sales and that impairs profitability. Now, with the Senesta launch of our pints and hopefully additional growth to come from wider distribution of our frozen items, we believe that freight costs as a percentage of sales will decrease, and that will make the frozen portion of our business less unprofitable and ultimately uh, profitable. And again, if and when we have decisions to make where we believe there's an opportunity to advance the creation and control of the category, those considerations will prevail over short-term profitability considerations. And we think about what impact might result from a major chain offering night food as a check-in amenity. You know, could that cause other chains to consider a similar amenity program 
that's also been asked. I don't necessarily expect that, but it certainly seems possible. Now, if a second chain were to do an amenity program on a similar scale, I believe that that certainly uh, would bring us uh, profitability at that time. Uh, but even if not, I think just this one major chain establishing and promoting and publicizing that they have night food as an amenity would move us much closer to that tipping point uh, within the industry, you know, increasing guests and industry awareness of the existence and importance of night food and where the hotels that don't have night food, where they feel um, that it's being viewed as a negative or potential negative by travelers, which again would push more and more chains, we believe, to add night food either as an amenity or uh, more commonly in that lobby shop. All right. Well, the next question comes from Harry, who asks, upon completion of a successful test with the single cookie handout, is there going to be a purchase order for those from the hotels? Yeah. Assuming the test is successful, hotel leadership will outline the details and procedures and compliance timelines of the night food giveaway program for their locations to follow. Now, the hotels don't buy items direct from uh, a manufacturer, but typically they buy through distributors. You know, procurement in hotels is much more complex and fragmented than in the supermarket world. Now, we've already established distribution with some major hotel distributors that are able to fulfill this function for the launch, and there are others uh, under consideration to be added in potentially. So I think it's more accurate to say that if the test is successful, yes, we would see orders for the cookies, uh, but those orders would come from the distributors that serve the hotel chain, not from the hotel itself. And depending on the distributor used, it could be one or a few large purchase orders where we would ship product in bulk to a distributor, or it could literally be hundreds of orders coming in initially and then shipping weekly with each property ordering separately from the distributor on a drop ship basis, which actually projects uh, to be uh, a bit more profitable for us. So we're working with the hotel to evaluate which options are best for them, best for night food and best for the franchisees. And those discussions are ongoing even while the test is occurring. Thank you for that. The next question comes from David who asks why, why we didn't produce the other flavors of mini cookies in December. Sure. So we announced in early November that we planned uh, for December production of two additional flavors of our mini cookies in the pouches. Uh, those two flavors were Date Night Cherry Oat and Snoozer Doodle. And we would be producing those in addition to our previously produced uh, primetime chocolate chip flavor. Now, the airline test for full-size cookies had been in the works and has been in the works since, I think, June. Um, and we found out around Thanksgiving, after we had made that announcement, we found out around Thanksgiving that we had a major hotel chain that also wanted to test full-size cookies as an amenity. And both of those tests, the airline test and the hotel test, were originally expected to require production in December or early January. And because of cash considerations and the size and the potential of these two tests for the full-size cookies, we made the decision to postpone production of the additional flavors of mini cookies. Now, we always envisioned that primetime chocolate chip would be the leading uh, item, the leading flavor, the leading skew, and we still do. And that's why we developed it on an accelerated timeline compared to those secondary flavors. The other flavors exist to give hotels more options and certainly to expand potential e-commerce uh, e opportunities. And we believe that e-com opportunities would likely be enhanced 
by night food cookies being handed, you know, through an amenity um, uh, on the airline and or uh, in the hotels, night food cookies being handed to potentially hundreds of thousands of of travelers every month, either at check-in or on the plane. And we believe some percentage of those consumers, hopefully, would want more night food and go online to order. So we would definitely intend to have um, all three of those flavors of cookies available for online sale at that time. And, you know, we expect to have more announcements in the coming weeks. All right. Well, the next question comes from Joseph, who asks, is there a plan to get our ice cream products into local stores or Costco in New York City anytime soon? I find it difficult ordering online in large quantities as a city dweller, as we are limited in freezer space. Yeah, thanks for the question, Joseph. This, um, <laughs> excuse me, I'm, I'm former. I've, I've lived in Manhattan, so I know exactly what you're talking about, the freezer space. Um, but this gives me an opportunity to address something that I think is important for all shareholders to know. And I'm not picking on you when I say this, and I appreciate your support, and I know how much you love our ice cream. So we're, we're all in on hotels to build this category. And compared to traditional retail, you know, we've mentioned it, hotels have stronger margins, less competition, greater context, and, and really serves to support our, our reason for being. And that's where we expect to be able to thrive, and that's where the category will be born and built. And we don't plan to try to secure uh, traditional retail distribution or really any retail distribution other than hotel lobby shops in the short term. Now, assuming we realize our goal of being established in thousands of hotels and of multiple snack formats and widespread hotel distribution, that's when it would be time to potentially begin re-entry into supermarkets and outlets, outlets like Costco, which I think could be a great fit at that time. Okay, we have a question here from Dean who asks about our increase in inventory levels reported for cookies and packaging during the last quarter. Yeah, so overall inventory did increase during last quarter as we invested in ingredients and packaging in advance of anticipated production and sales. Now, much of the packaging increase was related to an order of ice cream pint cups and lids that we placed in early September, and that was placed immediately after we were informed by a hotel partner that they were planning to launch launch our pints into two additional hotel chains uh, that was uh, anticipated to happen and start in October. Lead time on ice cream packaging was up as high as 12 weeks. So packaging needed to be ordered well in advance in order to meet a potential increase in demand. Now, assuming we're able to grow and scale, we do expect to be able to more efficiently manage inventory. Although I wanna point out that the potential addition of new product formats to better serve hotels and grow the brand, you know, such as ice cream sandwiches or chips, uh, could be expected to also introduce additional complexity into our inventories, you know, over the next few quarters. All right. Well, our final question is from Chris, and he wanted an update on all the hotel companies that Night Food is working with. Sure. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this question was submitted directly to me, and I know it's been a bit confusing in that you know the first hotels we started working with are not the first ones that have launched and allowing us to publicly name them. So I'd say we have corporate level relationships now with four of the top eight hotel companies in the U.S. Sinesta stepped up very quickly and launched Night Food. Sinesta is a fast-growing hotel company. They pride themselves on being ahead of the curve, ahead of trends, and exceptionally responsive to guest needs. Their tagline on their website is, we don't wait for the future, we create it. And again, I think they're helping us create the future 
with night food. Senesta went from about 80 hotels in 2020 to approximately 1,200 hotels now, just three years later, and they're the eighth largest hotel company in the United States. And now that our pints are rolling in with Senesta, I expect to work with them to explore additional distribution, uh, potentially an additional Senesta chains, and also with regard to additional snack formats, of course, including cookies. And I believe the Senesta team is on board with our vision, which is, you know, if a hotel is going to sell pints, they should have night food pints. If they're going to sell cookies, they should have night food cookies, et cetera. Now, the other three companies are each among the five largest hotel companies in the U.S., and we're not able to name any of them publicly at this time. Uh, what I would call global hospitality company number one, uh, that's the hotel giant that contacted us in December of 2020 to run a test in one of their chains. That test was a success. Uh, we we um, uh, found that after some delays, mostly related to COVID, they rolled us out nationally into one of their extended state chains. Uh, last September, again, as I just mentioned, last September, they contacted us, notified us that they were very happy with the sales and how everything was progressing and that we were told to expect to be introduced into more of their chains starting in October. Uh, but changes in uh, personnel and then timelines caused that not to happen as of this time. I'd characterize our relationship with this company as excellent, and I expect to make significant distribution gains with the new decision makers that we're now working with. Um, again, that's just my characterization and perception, and there are no guarantees uh, that any additional distribution would develop in the short term or at all. Um, what we'll call Global Hospitality Company number two is a group that contacted us last spring to conduct a test in one of their smaller wellness forward chains. This is uh, another company that has several thousand hotels in the United States. Um, they ran the test. We were told it was a success. Uh, we began planning with them for a launch and a joint publicity campaign uh, that was supposed to occur in August. And again, there, a personnel change sidetracked uh, the launch. And we're, we're in touch and still in touch with the new decision makers over there. And I think we will see progress with them down the road as more companies in the industry adopt night food. But for now, I would characterize where we're at with them as of last week as being in more of a holding pattern. And then there's global hotel company number three. Um, our relationship with them accelerated very rapidly over just a few months. And this is the company that launched the amenity test uh, today for the cookies. Uh, we're very excited for this relationship. We're all operating under the assumption and belief that this test is gonna be a success and opportunities will emerge to do much more with this group. Again, this is another group that has, uh, as I mentioned, I think in the last question, over, uh, well over 5,000 properties in the United States. So I expect important and meaningful progress this year from at least two of those three companies uh, look, we know wellness is a massive movement in hospitality, and we envision executives throughout the industry taking a good long look at their snack offerings now that Sinesta has broken the ice. You know, will we hear from some of the other hotel giants? Will some of the companies that have been going more slowly now, you know, step up and accelerate their efforts? Will hotel management groups and individual hotel operators, will they start to take additional initiative on the wellness front? We don't know exactly, but we know there's there's a huge wellness trend sweeping the hotel industry, and no other snack brand fulfills the needs of hotels and guests the way night food does. Now, I encourage every shareholder, do your own evaluation of the opportunity. Research, what are the hospitality executives saying publicly 
about the importance of wellness in hospitality. What are they saying about the role of food and beverage in their corporate wellness uh, initiatives? And then look at the snacks available in the lobby shops of almost all major chain hotels. Walk into the shops, take a look, and ask yourself, do you see alignment or do you see opportunity? We see opportunity, and I welcome everybody to phase two. Well, that concludes our call. I want to thank CEO Sean Folkson for taking the time to answer all those questions. And of course, Sean and I both want to thank the shareholders that submitted those questions. I do want to point out, if you know anybody who was not able to listen to this call live, that an archive version of the call will be up shortly at smallcapvoice.com. Just click on the Clients tab and you'll see Night Food there. Sean, thanks for your time. Listeners, thanks for joining us today.